Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to part two of NFL Draft Winners and Losers. We're going to break down rounds two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my God, that's a lot of rounds. That is. We're going to have to fly through this. I know. I, well, you know, without further ado, let's jump in <laughs> that fast. Um, yeah, so we'll break down those uh, those drafts, and then next week we're going to hop into some redraft content from now until the end of the century, or at least till August. Um, and we'll break down all kinds of redraft stuffs. Um, and, you know, in between and intermediately, we'll talk about some dynasty things in, in those shows and intros and stuff, because that's what we do. We do around here in the off season. We play dynasty. Uh, but anyway, so without further ado, my name is Mark Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always with Pop and Rick. What's up? What's up? Be sure to check out our website, fanshipmates.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review. Share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. Help us out. Support the pod. Uh, and then leave a comment down below. Um, all right, let's jump into league, uh, <laughs> league winners. Uh, let's jump into NFL draft winners and losers without further ado. Um, Rick and I are having this discussion, so we might as well just jump right in. Um, as if we were having the discussion already 20 minutes ago. Right, we were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with round two. Uh, first pick in round two that came off the board, skill position player uh, number one, quarterback Will Levis goes 233 to the Tennessee Titans. I hope I got that right. Mm. Let me let me just check real quick. Mm. Yeah, Joey Porter was essentially a first-round pick here at, um, at pick 32. So the real... First pick of the second round is Will Levis. Uh, but because Miami Dolphins had their pick taken away. So only, Tennessee only... traded up here. Do you know what the comp was? Because I didn't get to watch. I have no idea. No idea. I, I don't imagine that it was that much. Um, but I look at this as first round draft capital for Will Levis. Um, yeah. This is this is not like, a, you know, a, a normal second round selection. Um. So, and I guess Tennessee was trying to trade into the first round to draft yep. Will Levis. So, uh, this is the next closest thing that they get. Um, it was probably cheaper for them to sit and wait anyway, because none of those teams are going to draft Will Levis. So, um, at pick two, you know, at pick 33 for Tennessee, this makes a ton of sense. Uh, he is one of those guys that I do look at, not going to play year one much. I could see him because Tannehill does have a tendency to get hurt. I, I could see him coming onto the field and playing at times. Um, you know, their friggin' head coach said he's going to start third on the depth chart. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, right. Your second round, your first round pick quarterback essentially is going to start as the third quarterback on the depth chart. We get it. So he's probably going to be number two behind Tannehill. And then I would imagine Tannehill gets hurt at some point and Levis takes over and he doesn't look back. So that's, what my expectation would be, but if Tannehill doesn't get hurt, uh, he'll sit on the bench the whole season and, and he's the, the quarterback heir uh, for Tennessee. So um, I think it's a good landing spot for him um, in terms of it being the Tennessee Titans. They have a good structure and, you know, organization. So um, I think it'll be good for him, but uh, it's just going to take some time if you're in dynasty. 
Where does it? Where is he going yeah. in your in your drafts? By the way, um, he's like one ten. If you're in a ten team, he's like one ten to one twelve team. He's kind of like that one ten one twelve range. Um, so I don't mind it. I don't mind the spot. Uh, yeah. In the second round capital, I know it's like kind of basically first round, but that kind of puts me a little bit on edge with him. Um, I do. He's not. He's not going to start year one either. Yeah. I don't think. Um. So you have to take that into account. But long term, it could be a decent spot, as you said. The Titans have pretty mm-hmm. decent foundation on that team. Yeah. Uh, Rabel's a good coach. I think they took uh Skaron, What's his name? Peter Skronsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first round. So building that O line, they don't have a lot of receivers. It's Traylon Burks and a whole bunch of nobodies. So they'll need to get some weapons for him, but. They do have a good foundation there. So I don't hate it, especially consider- once he went to the second round, the Titans became a pretty good landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's it's a, it's a winner landing spot, but I'm not I'm not jumping out of my chair yeah, yeah, to go yeah. get Will Levis. Um, I was totally blanked out when you said where he was getting drafted. Did you say um, second round? In, in, a, in a 12 team, it's like 110 to 112. Okay. All right, so and, second and round ten team that's like the one ten to like the first the two one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, you know, so that would I would imagine puts him in like the third round in a standard non super probably flexible. yeah. Um, okay, uh, so Will Evans goes, uh, and then we have the second and third in this round. There was a lot of tight ends taken, so bear with us as we go through these guys. Um, Sam Laporta was the second tight end taken by Detroit. Um, I don't anticipate anything happening year one for him. Um, mm. They don't have a tight end, really. They have, uh, right. I forgot the guy that replaced uh, Hawk when they traded him. Brock Wright, is uh, it? Was it Brock Wright? Yeah, I would imagine he's going to get a majority of the work year one here for Sam Laporta's career. But um, my anticipation is, is he's probably going to step into that Hawk role at some point for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably more gritty. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably a gritty <laughs> player. Um, so he gets taken at two thirty four. Any thoughts on Laporta? Um, yeah, I think to me he was he's not quite in that same tier as Kincaid and the next guy we're gonna talk about, but it's a really good landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um and as a second round pick in Dynasty Leagues, I think it's a it's not a bad flyer. Yeah, not a bad um, flyer take. Especially considering the tight end position is so good this year. Mm-hmm. Um and the landing spot is pretty good. So, yeah. And the capital is good. To me, he's the tight end three, though. He's the dra- rookie tight end three. The draft capital for Laporta is huge. You know? Yes. Second yep. second round pick on a tight end that high. Pick 34. That's a Well, big... that's why, like, you said late second with Kincaid on the last show. Um, you're going to – I feel like you're going to see when you do rookie drafts post-NFL draft, mm-hmm. there's going to be, like, four tight ends in the, in the first two rounds. Four or five tight ends. Yeah, like it's yep. it's a tight end heavy rookie draft. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so he goes to the Lions next pick later. I don't get this. I <sighs> the Raiders man. Michael Mayer to the Raiders at pick thirty five. I I don't understand. Um, they clearly don't like Darren Waller. They're like, you know what? Frick you, Darren Waller. <laughs> We're gonna take Michael Mayer. Because I he he might have been Darren my Waller favorite got traded by don't, don't you Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah, you don't remember? I don't. Trade. He's on the Giants. You know, we, yeah, that's right. We freaking talked about that. 
wow i'm my brain just yeah that's why i'm like i kind of like this landing spot <laughs> my brain my brain just downgraded to like tw- august 2022 right there <laughs> holy crap yeah okay all right well that's a really good landing spot for darren waller oh my god yeah that is a really good landing spot for <laughs> we, did we ever talk about that we did okay all right sorry guys mental block um so yeah great landing spot for michael mayer uh forget all my reaction a second ago um yeah no that's a good that's a good spot i like yeah he he has a chance to slide in as the tight end one right away in a josh mcdaniels offense so that's pretty good Mm -hmm. um but again the year one for tight ends you gotta kind of reel it back in a little bit but i do like the landing spot overall um and to me he's he's a really good tight like if i was he might be the best pure tight end this draft because he's a really good receiving tight end and a really good blocking tight end. Um, so he's he's another good value uh, for rookie drafts in the second round. Yeah. Um, and he was my favorite. I think he was my favorite tight end coming in um, yeah. ahead of Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I really like Michael Mayer. So um, going to the Raiders is great. And the, the Josh McDaniel system helps that out a lot as well. So um, Raiders got a lot of things going over there. Uh, maybe he'll become the new George Kittle. Yeah. When we get to the end of this round, though, I I want to bring up where you th- like which one of these tight ends you think is is most likely to have the most success year one. Okay. Um. All right. Number four, Jonathan Mingo, uh, fifth wide receiver taken off the board to the Carolina Panthers at pick thirty nine. Mingo is actually, he was not in our top five um, for wide receivers uh, when we were ranking wide receivers. Who was our fifth guy? Each one was. I, I think we had different guys. I think you had Hyatt and I had Downs. Okay, we both yeah, had yeah. Downs. So um, it was really like, it, like to me, it was really like a giant cluster like of players. Yeah. And you really could have chosen from anyone random. Um, and that's kind of what happened in the NFL draft. So at 208, Jonathan Mingo gets a lot of draft capital. Second round is a is a place where a lot of wide receivers can work out. Um, this guy, I watched a little bit of film on him because I thought the Patriots might take him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my guys, New England Patriots, got to make sure my team's getting the good players. <laughs> uh, he is 6'1", 226. Uh, he had a 4'4", 6", 40-yard dash, 96 percentile burst score, 90, uh, 91st percentile burst score, 96th percentile speed score, 45th percentile agility score, and 83rd percentile catch radius. So... He is your prototypical X, Des Bryant, kind of receiver. Plays the outside, um, and I think that's something that Carolina does need. You know, they picked up, they got rid of DJ Moore, and they picked up uh, Adam Thielen, but they don't really have anyone that can play outside. Um, and yeah. so I think Mingo slots into that role. I like this landing spot for him, and I think I think there's there could be some good games for him um, in year one. I don't think he like he could be one of those guys that ends up being a, a million times a streamer if they if he earns a role and ends up as a starter in the offense, which I think could happen considering what they have over there at receiver. So yeah, um, but you know Stroud gets Mingo and we'll see how it works. Bryce Young gets Mingo. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, Bryce We're Young gets Mingo. Today. So I, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've literally, I woke up at seven and I've been working since seven. So you are working over time. Yes. Um, yes. yeah, Jonathan Mingo. I like this. I actually like the spot. He wasn't my favorite pre-draft. I think no, like his no. college production really isn't that good. Not so. Um, but he does profile as a, as that, as you said, prototypical X. 
Um, player profile has him as the second most, uh, like based on their athleticism score, he had the second highest rating among all the receivers in the class. Um, so he he's a very athletic, good size, six one, two twenty six, runs a four four six. Like he's got that the prototypical type of receiver that you would want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the landing spot is good. So to me, he's the new wide receiver five. Uh, I would definitely take him in the second round. And he's got he's got a lot of upside, um, but he could also flame out <laughs> because yeah, yeah. even though the Panthers don't really have a number one receiver by any means, the opportunity is there for him to take that role and be the guy for Carolina, or at least be one of the guys. Mm-hmm. But they do have depth, so there's also, at the same time, opportunity for him to kind of fall behind in the depth yeah, yeah, chart. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he, he's he, to me, is the, the new number five receiver in the class. Um, based on the landing spot, I think it's really good for him. And, um, yeah, I think he's got good upside. I, I, I'm looking to take some flyers on him in some drafts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, tight end Luke Musgrave, 242, uh, pick 42 to the uh, Green Bay Packers. I was going to say the Carolina Packers. That They moved, guys. Um, the Green Bay Packers take him. Um, also another really good tight end. He's probably my top three, um, Luke Musgrave. So he's, 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 uh, he's a good player. Uh, obviously, yep. Green Bay uh, let... Bob Robert Tanya and Bob Tanya and go to the Chicago bears. That took me a little bit. Um, you know, like when, uh, when one of those windows computers, I use Mac, so it doesn't happen ever, but, uh, it windows gets like the blue screen. That is what my brain is doing right now. It's going blue screen. Um, but anyway, Tanya goes to the bears, Luke Musgrave now on the Packers. Um, like I said, tight ends take a little bit, well, a little bit of time to develop. And it's like, I'm excited about the landing spot because there really is no one to throw the ball to in green Bay besides Christian Watson, um, at this point, or what's his name? Um, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. So like those two guys are going to get the ball thrown to them, but this opens things up in the middle of the field for Luke Musgrave. Cause he can earn a role right away as a number one tight end. And so I think mm. I think things could go well for him if he ends up earning the number one tight end slot, but it just depends on if he gets that and how good the Packers are and Jordan Love are. Um, by yeah. the way, he signed he he did not they didn't pick up his fifth year option. He just signed him for another year, um, twenty two and a half million dollars a year. Yeah, I mean I would have liked this landing spot. I did like it at first, um, but I don't know if you noticed they the very next round they took another tight end. And we'll we'll get to him, but yeah. So <laughs> they took two tight ends back. You no, know, I back noticed and, that Green Bay's a and they took a receiver as well. So it's kind of clogged up. The opportunity is there though. Like yeah, if he's yeah. the best guy, he will be the the. I I don't like camp him. hype and I don't like coach peak, but there's a there's an opportunity here where if you're paying attention, you know, and you're looking at depth charts preseason to see yeah. where guys are that this guy could be good, but like redraft time i'm not thinking about luke musgrave in terms of draft oh yeah for sure like for sure but i could see him at some point in the season becoming a a pickup on the waiver wire if he starts you know if he gets the start and he starts playing because like rick said there's opportunity there to expand the role but we'll see right um like rick said very uh very next offensive skill position Jaden reed at pick 50 to the green bay packers um, I don't know much about this player. He kind of reminds me of one of those draft selections that um, just flails out. 
Yeah, he isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's 5'11", 191, just to give you his, some of his profile stuff. Um, he ran a 4'4", 40-yard uh, dash, 79th percentile, 55th percentile speed score, 30th percentile burst score. Um, his player comp is Stefan Diggs. I don't, know where that, I don't know where that comes from, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, he was not, he's not really on anyone's radars at this point. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I see him slotting in as the third receiver for the green Bay Packers to yeah, start here, I agree. um, maybe the fourth. So I don't know that he's going to get much run to start and I don't know what the Packers initial goal here is with him, but we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's like, because I, I didn't like him pre-draft that much either. Um, and I still don't really love it. Yeah. But what I will say about him, and based on kind of what I'm seeing in rookie drafts and even my own rankings, like I have him pretty low. And a lot of people do. So he's somebody that actually is a pretty good value in rookie drafts. So just take it to fire because he can go in like the late third, early fourth round. Um, so... He's a good flyer, kind of like Taekwon last year was a second round pick that was going like late third, early fourth round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't love it. I think he's the wide receiver three on that team as well. And I wasn't crazy high on him pre draft. So, but you know, you never know. He's a good flyer. Yeah. Yep. Um, and okay. You want to, you want to get punched in the nuts if you're, uh, um, If you're a the manager, third running Walker, back off the board. Third running back off the board here in the second round, Zach Chabernet to the Seattle Seahawks. Now they lost. You know, I, I thought when they lost Rashad Penny that all the confusion in Seattle was finally over at running back. But no, no. we're going to go into the season with the Seattle Seahawks running with two running backs that are trying to earn their job. And it's going to be Kenneth Walker and Zach Chabernet. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I loved Kenneth Walker coming into this year. I'll tell you, I had him ranked very high. Yeah. He was one of the guys that I was going to draft probably in the second, third round if he was even available at that point. And now it's like, what do we do with Zach Chabernet? Um, I hate this landing spot for Chabernet. I hate this for uh, Kenneth Walker. Ultimately, that I think, all around. I think ultimately, I think Kenneth Walker will still be an RB one and you know, or a top fifteen running back at least, and and be able yeah. to produce, but. Um, I don't know what their goal is with Chabernet. And it's just like Pete Carroll is like in the Seattle Seahawks are like Patriots West. Yep. Sometimes. So it's weird. Like you're the Seahawks GM and you're looking at your roster and you're like, yeah, we really, you know, we really want to, we really need a running back. Hey, um, Hey Rick, what do we need in this draft? Um, let's see. Well, you know, we could go defensive line. We could go edge here. Maybe, uh, some offensive line help. We hey, yo, boss, 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 that, uh, Chabernet's on the board. What? <laughs> Send a ticket in. But, but sir, we have we saying? have all these needs in, in <laughs> key positions, like offensive line and defensive line and maybe even a linebacker. Or oh, you, you don't think we could go in a different different direction here, sir? No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do what that is I to me he's like what do you do with him in rookie drafts because he has the draft capital he's the third running back off the board he was like i said we we have to default to we have to default to um draft not draft collateral because he wasn't as high a pick 
He's a late second. So it's like it's not like he's an automatic guarantee, but yep. usually second round picks get the rock. So it's like to me, I I would say I'm okay taking him like mid to late second. Sure. Um, I, that's okay with me. But like, if you're if you're like, oh, I need to take him in the first round, like I, I think that's just, and I don't I think Chabernet is gonna be there because of, of because of the cap, draft capital. But like, after the you know we talked about this before, after the top two guys, like there is no running backs in this class. You know what I mean? So the expectation, like there's some guys that I think that are intriguing to look at. And we'll talk about them, you know, a little bit later. But to me, it's like Chabernet is this is the third highest guy drafted, and it's like, do you even want that? And I, I would say no. Like if I even if I was sitting there, I'd go receiver, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I would I would agree. Um Ah oh man, it's just gross. It's so gross. Cause he actually, you know, you look at the draft capital and you're and then the the fact that he was the third running back off the board, to me, that seems like a good spot and yeah. he would have been my RB three clearly, but the Seahawks landing spot is one of the worst in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll said that they're going to compete for rushing attempts. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, all right. Another really interesting, weird pick that is going to be discussed and overhyped for the entirety of the offseason. Um, so second round pick 55, the Chiefs have actually been searching desperately. Um, <laughs> I look at their wide receiver room and I look at the Patriots wide receiver room and I'm like, wow, quarterback really does make a difference. <laughs> because the Patriots, I, mean, I would take the Chiefs receiving room, but like, but it's, not like it's, a not, huge it's not a huge difference. And um, like, that's what Patrick Mahomes can do. Like, I it's, it's insane. So, um, they they've been looking for a receiver for as a Tyree Kill replacement, and they have been failing. They tried with Hardman, you know, anticipating that they might move on from Hill. Hardman didn't really work out. They signed Juju. That you know, I mean, it worked, but it, it's not the same type of player. Sky um, Moore. You know, they drafted Sky Moore. They brought in Tony. Like they're trying. They're they're fi- they're trying to find pieces to this puzzle, and they add Rasheed Rice to this. Um, and it's always, you know, it's funny because it's like these rando receivers. Like there were so many guys that they could have gone with like Jalen Hyatt and like everyone that people have talked about and they go with Rasheed Rice. Um, so Rice is six foot 200. Um, he ran a four or five one. This is your prototypical, like X receiver. It looks like, I don't know what he played in college. I have not watched any film on this guy, but just based on profile, he looks like your prototypical X receiver. Um, bad breakout age, 57 percentile speed score. He has a good burst score. So it looks like he can get down the field fast, but, um, his player comp is Terrace Marshall, who I liked. Um, I, I, here's the thing is that we've, we've done this. We've done this before we played this game and like, should we be in on Rasheed Rice and in, in rookie draft? Should we be excited about this? Or like, is this just another one of those Chiefs draft picks where he's going to be like the fourth receiver and not do anything? Like, I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I, I that's how I it's kind of feel. It's a good landing feel. spot. It is a good landing spot. I kind of feel like he's just going to be another guy. Yeah, he he doesn't. He's not really that Tyree kill. He's a little bit of a different receiver though because he's not. Yeah. Um, that pure speed guy. He does. He's not like super slow, but. He's more of like a bigger receiver, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to see how they might use him. Um, 
I think he again he's another guy. This is the problem with this year's draft is like you get you have the established guys, mm-hmm. and then after that it's just a bunch of flyers, and he's in the mix of a bunch of flyers. Yeah. Um. So I I do like Lang Spawn because of that. I might end up having a couple shares of him. Mm-hmm. Um. And he was pretty. I mean, it took him a while to break out. Mm-hmm. He has a bad breakout age, but. His last year, this past year in college, he was really, really good. 96 catches, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a beast. Like so good things there. What is it? I said it sounds like there's good things there. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I think but... he's I think he's going to – I think he – I think he's – like, because Tony's going to play the slot. Sky Moore, yeah. I don't really know what they want to do with him. And – you know what I mean? Like they were, using, they were trying to get the ball in his hands in any way. And it wasn't just wasn't working, but I do look at Rasheed Rice and I, I see him as that prototypical X, which I think they need on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, he's got some ceiling there, but he could also just, you know, flame out. Right. Um, another team looking for a tight end where the Dallas Cowboys, they took tight end Luke, uh, Schoonmaker. Um, so, I mean, this is another guy I don't think – like he, the tight end run for the Dallas Cowboys is emptied. Um, they didn't bring back Dawson – I mean, uh, Dalton Schultz, right? Nope, he's on Houston. Yep, he's on the Houston Texans now. Okay, I wanted to confirm that I, my suspicions were correct. Um, <laughs> so, there's really no other Dallas Cowboys tight end. They did like to throw the ball in that direction. I think that he'll probably get work. Um, at points this year, but it's a tight end, so don't expect anything year one. Dynasty-wise, you know, if you want to draft a Dallas Cowboys tight end, feel free. Could be a later yeah. round guy that could have a little bit more success. Exactly, um, and he goes like wait, he go, he's like a fourth round pick. So yeah. as a fourth round flyer, I, I I like it, but he's not somebody who's going to make a, an impact year one by any means. Yeah, uh, tight end Brandon Strange, um, Cole Strange's brother. I don't know if that's true. That's that's a joke. Um, uh, he went pick 61 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, terrible landing spot. Uh, they really like Evan Ingram. I think this is just Evan Ingram uh, insurance in case he he goes somewhere because they franchise tagged him, I believe. So um, if, if Evan Ingram does walk next year, they can't come to an agreement. Uh, Strange will probably step into some kind of role in that offense. Um, yeah, but I year one he's not going to be good, and I'm not really interested in drafting him. And I think he's more sense. like I like the fact that he's with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So if Evan Ingram ever does get hurt, he's got some potential there. But yeah, he's the number two tight end for the foreseeable future, and I think he profiles more as a blocking tight end mm-hmm. because his college receiving stats aren't anything crazy. Yeah, so um, so you add those two things. They're trying to get Travis Kelsey or the new running back, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so those tight ends. Quickly, pick a tight end so far that you think is, has the best year one uh, chance. Is it any of them? Michael Mayer, probably. I say I'd, of any of them. Or just the ones on the second round. Oh, any any of them. I would say Kincaid. Okay, yeah. I I think Michael Mayer. That's fair. He's, he's very close behind him for me, so. And they're probably both going in the first round. Um, first and second. All right, last pick. Of the, last pick we're going to talk about in the second round. Marvin Mims goes to the Denver Broncos, pick sixty-three. Um, this this brings an interesting question to the forefront because Mims drafted in the second round. This is pretty good draft capital. We haven't really spent a lot of time talking about Marvin Mims, so I'll bring up his measurables and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, 
But what this does, this this to me, if things stay the same for Denver, uh, is I, I it's a pick that I doesn't make a ton of like it makes sense for me because it, they did have who's that guy, the speed guy that they had that KJ always gets Hamler. What's KJ Hamlin or yeah. Hamler or whatever his name is? Hamler. Um, yeah. So it, like this guy kind of you know is a not necessarily a similar player to that, but I think he's he kind of is a little bit. I, he's gonna he's gonna play a similar role to what that guy played. Um, so he'll be the third receiver on the team. But this does, and by the way, he had he's five eleven, one eighty three, four three eight. Uh, 40 yard dash, so 94th percentile there, 61st percentile speed score, 131st percentile uh, burst score. So he is a fast receiver. Um, he is going to play that that Hamler role. So um, just based on what this profile looks like, um, to me this does bring together an interesting situation because they have two receivers already: Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy. There's been a lot of rumors that they're going to trade one of these guys. Um, could this draft selection be a precursor to a possible trade? Hopefully. I don't think it is, though. Yeah. I think he more plays the KJ Hamler role. And you notice, too, a theme with a lot of NFL teams yep. that they want three really good wide receivers. Okay. The Ravens, the Vikings, uh, or not the Vikings, actually, but the Ravens, the Chargers, the, the Patriots, the you Seahawks, know, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, the Broncos now as well. Uh, there's a lot of these teams that are going for those, like, not, it used to be you get two really receivers, like the last couple yeah. of years, right? Like you have Higgins and Chase, you have Waddle and Hill. Now these teams are trying to get three really good receivers. So um, I feel like that's kind of what they're doing, but I hope that's what it leads to as a Patriots fan and they trade Jerry Judy. But I've also seen reports that they're talking about a potential contract extension with him. So I think that might be. Who is that? Jerry Judy. Huh. Might, yeah. Oh. It might be. It might be over. Boo. Yeah, I definitely could see them trading um, Cortland Sutton, though. Yeah. All right. Um, so that gives you Marvin Mims. Um, are you interested in Dynasty, by the way, really quickly? For Marvin Mims? Yeah. I, I actually do for the potential of a trade for either Judy or Sutton. Okay. Or even if he ends up being the Hamler role. like I feel like, and he's with Sean Payton, so I, I, there's a couple things I like about Marvin Mims. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk quickly about round three. Hendon Hooker, Lions, sixty-eight. Um, this is a flyer pick for yeah. Detroit. Um, I kind of always sense that Hendon Hooker is a career backup, so I don't think he's going to end up doing much for the Lions. Um, but this could be a guy that they take now, plays similar style to, you know, Jared Goff. So they huh. take him now, Goff ends up getting cooked or something like that in a year and, you know, they go with Hendon Hooker, but, sure. uh, you know, I think ESPN NFL network, they were trying to make it out. Like this is going to be like, Oh, Jared Goff's replacement. I don't really see them moving <laughs> on from Goff. Yeah. I saw, I saw that too. A report so, that he was going to be like. Not a report. It was like they were just talking. He's like, this guy's going to sit behind Goff and then take over this, the like, role. By the Dude, time he only takes two over, years... he's going to be 30. <laughs> he's literally only three years younger than Jared Goff. Yeah, so that I, I just don't see Hennett. Like, Goff, to me, has like... He six, feels like a backup. Six, seven more years. Like, if he yeah. wanted to continue playing. I don't know how good he's going to be or if he's going to last that long for Detroit. But, like, if he stays good, good enough for Detroit for that long... They like him. They'll keep him on the team for another six, seven years. Yeah. You know, so like 
this Kenan Hooker was drafted as a backup. He's just kind of insurance in case Jared Goff does go. He kind of he almost reminds me of a Davis Mills, where like they took Davis Mills and then Mills played and he had a decent rookie year, but he's not actually the guy. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think that's what Hendon Hooker is. He's just a he's a decent backup type player. Um, all right, your boy Tank Dell to the Texans. How do you feel? Um, I like it. <laughs> I thought he was gonna go a lot later, so I thought he was gonna be like end up being like a fourth or fifth rounder and just be like a punt yeah. return specialist. And he could still be that with the Texans, but at least there he might have some opportunity. He's an early third round pick, so the yeah. capital's not awful. Um. So I don't mind it. I, I I think as a flyer, like in the because he's still going like late third, early fourth round in rookie drafts. I yeah. think that's a good flyer. Okay, um, decent flyer. Don't know if the ceiling he has with with Houston. I mean, they don't have any receivers, so there's there's that. Yeah, and you got Stroud there, and apparently they're friends. Ooh. So that's always a good ah, little nugget. Friends, yeah. Uh, okay. Fourth running back off the board. This is where things get discussions, get a little bit interesting. Kendra Miller yep. to the new Orleans saints. Alvin yep. Kamara is he's probably going to be suspended. Yeah. Or in prison. One of the two. Um, <laughs> or both. Or both. Um, so, uh, if, if he does not play at the start of this season, you know, the whole suspension thing was pushed back because nothing's really happened yet. Um, but if if Alvin Kamara does inevitably get in suspended, uh, Kendry Miller steps into a really interesting spot with Houston yes. with, with New Orleans, and he could be a starting running back year one, which give, brings an interesting situation. Could this be our Damian Pierce? Yes, <laughs> potentially. Uh, get looped up I, this summer watching his to, videos. Yeah, to me, I have him pretty high. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's my RB4, though, uh, but he's close. And the problem is Kamara is still on that team, um, although he is on the back nine. So let's say he only gets suspended like a couple games. Kamara, to me, is still the RB1 there for year one at least. Yeah. And they just signed Jamal Williams. So they do have Jamal Williams on that team as well. So it's a crowded backfield. But long term, it's a good landing spot. You know, you could be looking at this. He might have a slow year one. If Kamara like if Kamara plays, he, he'll probably have a slow year one, but he's someone that year two, year three could break out. Um, and if Kamara gets suspended, he could potentially break out year one. So I don't hate it, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Um, and to me, I would definitely take him over the running back in Seattle. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, like I said, I'm with you. I it's not like a you know, a groundbreaking landing spot. If Kamara isn't there, um, if Kamara is not there, you know, for them, I think Miller does present a little bit more bright side of an option. But like I said, he's a third round running back. So, and there's third round running backs that work out year one all the time. So, you know, I think keep an eye on Kendra Miller could be interesting. Um, I think Kamara was a third round running back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just keep an eye on Kendra Miller. Mm -hmm. Decent spot. Um, Jalen Hyatt to the Giants. I think this is a good spot for him. Your guy. Um, pick 73. I like Jalen Hyatt. They need receivers desperately for New York, and I think they waited a little too long for a receiver. I don't know what kind of production Jalen Hyatt's going to have year one, um, and they don't really have that great of a passing offense. So, like, 
you know, we'll we'll kind of see where things go with that. But he is a good wide receiver for the Giants. So, um, and with no one really there besides Sterling Shepard <laughs> or whoever the crap is their second receiver, a <laughs> uh, first receiver. Um, yeah, I, I think Hyatt's going to be I, on the field day one, right? Potentially, I think Wandale Robinson's probably going to start in their slot. Oh, I forgot about Wandale. Yeah, but he's but he different role, I think. Right, Hyatt's probably an X. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, you would know better. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. He probably yeah. he he. I mean, so he, he, he's like a um, he's very similar to um. He's Taekwon, a little bit slower, right? Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's probably going to compete with maybe Darius Slayton. Um, yeah, for a starting role, and I think he that's a battle that he could potentially win. Um, so I don't mind the landing spot. I I think you know I'm not like again going out of my way for Jalen Hyatt, but I don't hate the landing spot. Um, and actually, you know, it, considering his value, I probably will have a lot of shares for Jalen Hyatt because I think he's like a late second, mm-hmm. um, pick, second round pick, um, maybe even early third. So I think in that range, I'll be taking a decent amount of Hyatt. Uh, I did not hear a lot about this player, but Cedric Tillman goes next off the board Ugh. to the Denver, uh, the Denver Broncos, the Cleveland Browns, six three two thirteen. Um, he had a. Four five four at the combine, fifty third percentile, yeah. um, forty yard dash, seventy nine percentile speed score, seventy nine percentile burst score. So those two things are good. He, his player comp is Zach Pascal, um, and his position uh, in terms of athleticism was seventh in this class. So um, could be an interesting guy for for Cleveland, but I don't think it really means anything for them. Um, this guy probably won't get a whole ton of reps here. One, uh, yeah, he was look at his college production. He was injured. Pretty much the, his whole college career, he had one healthy season. He was really good in a healthy season, mm-hmm. uh, but he has a lot of injury histories. And he's going to a team where, you're right, year one production is probably not there. And, like, the depth chart, like, yeah. he's probably their wide receiver four year one. Yeah. Maybe wide receiver five. Because they have, they have Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, yep. David Bell. Yep. Like they have a lot of receivers there. A lot of stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where he slides in yep. year one, but maybe long term he might sneak in there. Agreed. Um, uh, tight end Tucker Craft three. Uh, he went third round, seven, seven, eight Packers, to the Packers tight end. tight end again. Um, I do think the guy that they took ahead of him, Luke Musgrave, he's a he's a better prospect. Yes. Tucker Craft, so I would imagine that he takes that role, but this reminds me of the Patriots taking two tight ends back-to-back a few years ago. So, um, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but um, I don't like Tucker Craft in Dynasty or Redraft or anything. So I don't either, but again, as a as a late-round flyer, like he's a third-round tight end, and he's kind of going – I think he's going undrafted. So, like, if, if you have a deep league, like I, I like the value there, but overall I agree. Okay. Um, <sighs> a couple interesting guys here. Yeah. Josh Downs to the Colts. Uh, obviously, the Colts just got Anthony Richardson. Josh Downs, yeah. uh, we talked about him before. Um, he is a good receiver. I think, you know, he probably should have gone ahead of some of these guys like Tank Dell, Jalen Hyatt, Tillman. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, at pick 79, still a third-round pick. Slots in with Indianapolis. Uh, they lost Paris Campbell. Um, yes. In, I, I would imagine that he's probably going to play that Paris Campbell role. Yes. Um, so I don't anticipate too much 
production coming from him, especially if Anthony Richardson starting year one. Um, (laughs) you know, so there's, there's not going to be a lot there, but interesting guy to keep an eye on because he does have a lot of athleticism. He has a lot of speed. So, and he's a good down the field threat. So I think, um, you know, just keep an eye on him. I think he would be worth a third or fourth round selection. Um, I like him as an athlete. So, um, you know, I think he can earn his way onto the field, but there's a lot of stuff going on for, for Indianapolis right now in terms of, right. I, I love and hate this landing spot for him. Um, He's he's gonna I think start right away at, in that Paris Campbell role. He's a great slot receiver. Um, he's kind of on the smaller end, but he's gonna fill that Paris Campbell role perfectly. The problem is, yeah, Anthony Richardson, especially year one. How much are they gonna throw the ball, and how much is he gonna use the slot receiver as well with mm-hmm. his play style? So I don't know if they mesh well together. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I still really like the player, and he's gonna I think unlike some of these other receivers will probably be a day one starter for the Colts. Yeah. Um, and as that slot receiver. So I, I like it and I don't like it, um, but I still really like the player dominated in college. Um, his second year in college, he had 1300 yards. So he, he was ridiculous um, in the ACC, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I still like him. I'll, I'll still draft him, but. Yeah. Okay. That makes me nervous. Tennessee Titans take running back Tajay Spears. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it either. I mean, it yeah. depends on what happens <laughs> with Derrick Henry. But like, if Derrick Henry walks or goes, or they trade him or they get rid of him, they're not trading him this year. They're going to utilize him. But if he ends up, you know, in terms of Spears, he's going to be like a a a, a backup role playing tight uh, running back at this point. So, um, you know, he'll spell Derrick Henry. Uh, if Derrick Henry leaves, I would imagine that this team goes and finds a real running back. So Probably. I don't, I don't see a real upside for Tajay Spears at the running back position. Um, I don't think it's a bad spot for him, but when you have Derrick Henry ahead of you, that's kind of tough to overcome. Yeah. The the thing is, I think Derrick Henry is on the verge of being out of the league, or maybe not out of the league. But if that he goes, they're gonna but, find somebody else. So that's where I'm like, I don't think Tyler right. That that's the likely right. scenario. But there's a chance that you know, like look at the Bucks this year with Rashad White. Like they let Fournette go, he was the backup kind of ish for year one, and then they let Rashad they let Fournette go. Everybody thinks they're gonna get a replacement at running back, and they're just gonna let White. Um, get the opportunity. So I think there's a chance for that happening. And just purely based on that slight chance, I'm willing to draft him in like the middle rounds. Um, I don't love it. And I don't even love the player necessarily. I guess he has some bad injury history that people talk about. Um, but he's someone who I, I would be willing to take a flyer on. Yeah. Um, all right. This is a real interesting prospect. Cause I think uh, like tank Bigsby to the Jaguars at three, eight, eight, um, at pick round three, pick 88. I, I think that's just a, that's a, you know, a brick kind of running back. That's going to spell, um, a different kind of role, but, uh, is going to spell, um, what's his name? Travis Etienne. So I think that's what he's going to be. Um, but, and then I think fourth round running backs at this point with this class are just completely worthless. But, um, Devin Akane of the dolphins is a really good landing spot. That is, I think that instantly makes him – I know it's a third-round pick, but to me that make instantly makes him the third running back. 
Me of too. All the running yep. backs. So and we like I think we both had him as our RB three or four. Yeah. Pre-draft, right? Right. Or three, four, or five. He was in our top five. In that offense with that coach in that running game and how it works with them, you know what I mean? And that Shanahan style system. Yeah. Like, and he's a good pass catching running back. He's a good well. pass catching running back. So they were talking about going after Dalvin Cook, trading for Miles Sanders. Uh, I mean, um, not Miles Sanders, trading for um, DeAndre Swift. They were in on some of that stuff and they chose to go with Devin Akeen. So I like this landing spot a lot. And I think even in redraft, he's going to be a guy that people, he's probably going to get hyped up a little bit just because I, he's yeah. he's a Miami, <laughs> he's going to be a Miami Dolphins running back and everyone's going to be like, oh my God. So, but I think he, he probably starts week one. Um, or they put a you know a veteran in there for week one and and then shift to, yeah. to him later. But I th- I don't think, I don't think he starts week one, but I do think he's going to get a chance. He's my RB three as well, um, ahead of Keandre Miller, although it's close. Uh, my only concern is the Dolphins landing spot's really good, but because of his he was like a late third round pick, and Mike McDaniel comes from the Shanahan system i feel like it's kind of going to be a running back rotation there um because you know how he feels about Mostert, jeff wilson like all these just like kind of stiffs and then arcane's going to be in the mix and i think arcane has the opportunity to really take that job but um all three guys are going to get an opportunity but i still like him I, I i think he's the third best running back in this uh rookie draft if you're looking at it from a dynasty perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. um Although there is a massive drop off after Gibbs. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Your guy, Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington, pick 93 in the third round. To the, so the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm <laughs> not happy about that one. Um, I really like Fryermuth, and I think that he is a substantially uh, better tight end than Darnell Washington. And I was hoping Washington went somewhere. Like if he went to the, you know, to a team like Dallas or the Packers, I would have been a lot more excited. Uh, but he falls to the third round here, goes to the Steelers. I don't really know what his role is going to be with this team, um, especially if you have Fryermuth. So like at this point, I love it for real football, real NFL, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. fantasy, it's going to be because he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. Like it's okay. I think Flyer in the fourth is good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I still think as a flyer, why not? Because he's he's an he's an elite. Injuries athlete. happen. Right. Firemouth could get uh, traded or leave in free agency or something down yeah. the road. Um, Mike Wilson to the Cardinals at pick ninety four. That's nothing to me. Yucky. Uh, Trey Tucker to the Raiders. Yucky. In the third round, don't like that either. They have a lot of receivers for the Raiders, so like yeah, he's like their wide receiver four and five. So um, and then jumping into the fourth round, we have. Um, just going through. This is a very heavy like. Roshan Johnson. I was I was just about to bring him up. Roshan Johnson to the Bears. This is an interesting draft selection. I don't really know who to choose because I know Herbert was really good in the time that they had, and I think they liked him a lot. The coaching staff um, likes him. The yeah. coaching staff likes him a lot. Roshan Johnson going. I think it just gives another option for them in case they sure. want to pivot away from Herbert. Um, so I really don't know who to go with in that backfield. I think to start the season, it's probably going to be Herbert. Um, yeah. Ask me in a couple of months how I feel about drafting Herbert and redraft. Um, because I, I was going to draft him. If if they if they escape this draft without drafting another running back, I was going to be like, okay, we're good. Um, but Roshan Johnson, he's a good flyer in Dynasty as well. Um, so, but Herbert's Yes, I, I agree. I think he's a good flyer. Um, 
But yeah, that, that backfield will be interesting. I, and I'm not saying that he's going to take over because I think Herbert's going to be the favorite, but he at least has an opportunity to win that backfield. Uh, Darius Davis, wide receiver for uh, the Chargers, taking another guy. Um, I don't from TCU as well. <laughs> TCU as well. So uh, I don't know where he's going to end up slotting in. He'll probably be like a fifth, sixth guy. You know, yeah. that, that tries to make the roster. Probably will, but won't get much time. Uh, quarterback yeah. Jake uh, Jake um, Herner gets drafted by the Saints. Um, probably a flyer pick. Yeah, imagine. he's the quarterback. They still have Winston too, don't they? They have Derek Carr oh, yeah. and Winston. Yeah. So, so yeah, that feels pick. like a backup. Yep. Uh, Stet- this was a this was a stunner. Stetson Bennett to the to the Rams in the fourth Should round. Should have been undrafted. Now Stetson Bennett was. They were talking about him going undrafted or maybe in the seventh round, and they were worried. The NFL teams were worried about a ton of stuff. He goes in the fourth round to the Rams. Don't think it's going to turn into anything, but. Very interesting because Matt Stafford's kind of getting old. That's um, true, and he doesn't look. Uh, hey, as a Mister Irrelevant fourth round flyer, if you have a, like the super flex and you're like, yes, sir, the four ten or yes, something, sir, I'd take a flyer on him. Yeah, it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see where Bennett go. Uh, you know how Bennett ends up getting utilized by the Rams, but I think they do want to focus a little bit on the future, and that's their choice. It also could just be Stetson Bennett being a career backup, but man, he sure as hell gets a much better paycheck than he would have getting undrafted. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Charlie Jones, Purdue wide receiver, Adam Hutchison's darling. Uh, yeah. He goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, probably to replace Tyler Boyd at some point, I would imagine. Um, so it's going to be a couple years, but you might hear his name a little sure. bit. Late round fire. In, a, in, a, in two years from now, when we do a. a uh, a waiver wire show. You'll hear about him. Uh, Tyler Scott to Chicago. Um, sounds like they're just filling out the receiver room. He was, he was an interesting prospect too. Uh, I think he's, I, I want to pull up his stats because I'm interested in seeing what I, I believe he was a larger player. Um, nope. He's 5'11, 185, 4'4. Comp player comp Sterling Shepard. Sounds like a role player to me. Yeah. Um, so not excited about that. And then the Raiders draft Aiden O'Connell at the last pick of the fourth round or not last pick of the fourth round, but the fourth round pick. Um, and just rolling through some of these rest of the picks, their jets took a running back. Yeah. There's been some low key hype about him too, because Brees Hall's injury, but interesting. Everyone (laughs) lost it when the Packers took Sean Clifford. Like what, what are we doing? Um, Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look into any of these guys, really. No, I know. Um, I'm just scrolling through the. What are we in the fifth round? Yeah, yeah I don't see anyone of interest. Chase Brown um, has had some hype because. Oh, Joe I Mixon. missed. I completely missed that name. Yeah, give us your thoughts on Chase Brown. I mean, I'm not in on him. Yeah, I'm, I don't love him as the player. He's a fifth round draft capital. Mm-hmm. Even if Joe Mixon goes down, I think they're gonna go committee. But you know, the dynasty people, they'll get hype. They get hype. Um. All right, so a couple of interesting guys. Rick and I uh, have an attachment to this guy, but he was supposed to be a fourth-round pick somewhere in that vicinity. Kayshawn Bouti gets drafted by the New England Patriots. Um, he's an interesting player because his film looks great. Yep. And if if he had a... He's actually getting drafted, too, still in rookie drafts, like, even really? though he's a sixth-round pick. Um, if he had 
I mean, I take a flyer on him in the fourth round, but like, oh, if, I I absolutely would draft him as well. Yeah. But uh, if he had had a minutely successful season last year, uh-huh. he probably would end up like a second or third round pick, and that's kind of where people thought he was gonna go right. towards the end of the the season. So, um, very interesting for Kayshawn Booty goes to the New England Patriots. They don't have a lot of receivers, so he could very well get opportunity. Um, but Keep an eye on him. I only say his name because he is one of those guys like Justin Ross that everyone knows his name. Um, so I bring him up there. Uh, but outside, yeah. of, outside of that, I don't like A.T. Perry went to the Saints. I like A.T. Perry. Uh, I know it's sixth round, so it's like you're just picking poison. But he's somebody that um, I'm in a really deep league. It's like a 12 team, mm-hmm. and I didn't have any draft picks. But I picked him up as a undrafted rookie. <laughs> To throw on my taxi squad, so there you go. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate At Perry. I wish he had. If he was on the Saints with like third round draft capital, um, I would like it a lot more. But that yeah. that draft capital is kind of tough. Uh, Xavier Hutchison, big boy. I talked yeah. about him in the past. He's your prototypical X receiver, kind of slow though. Um, he goes to, to Houston. Add it to the ten receivers. Yeah, add it to the ten receivers there. <laughs> um, and then obviously, hey, if you want to go through the seventh round, we can do that. Um, yeah, but I don't. Zach, see... Do you like Zach Evans at all? No, to the Rams, not, not at all, dude. What? Yeah. What in the world? People are gonna get him hot and bothered. Yeah, over a seventh round pick. Yeah, so I don't see anything else that's really of value. Um, did you see any UDFA's? The only one was Sean Tucker, right? Where did he go? Uh, he went somewhere. I think it was the Bucks, but let me confirm. Yeah, it might have been the Bucks. I remember hearing that. Yep, Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I guess I guess that'll do it. Yeah, I think that's the it. Late, the late rounds are kind of boring. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it I me, mean, it makes me fall asleep. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but there you go. I think rounds one through four probably have the most prospects. Um, but take all this information, use it for your dynasty drafts, use it for redraft too, because you might be able to get some gems. We'll see you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.